This podcast is rated off for realness. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a throwback edition of the Basement Booker Podcast, which will be audio only because I got a stupid wedding to go to. Not that it's stupid because I care about the people getting married, but I hate going places, and that's pretty stupid. Uh, with me, as always, my co-host, Rich Deriz, where together we will all take the time to acknowledge the tribal chief who is 800 and blah, blah, days as the undisputed universal champion of the, the world. And so is what? 803. See? Something like that. It might as well be forever because it's de- it's always going to be on forever. But what is also going to be on forever is this podcast if we don't just get into it. That's Chris, right. Welcome to the Basement Bookers podcast. How are you today? Thank Let's, you for uh, welcoming yeah. me to our podcast. I am well. How are you, bro? I'm pretty good aside from the fact that I have to put on a suit and go to a wedding. I don't mind putting on like. I don't mind putting uh, on suits, uh, but I'm with you on you know not going places. You know it's not it's not my jam. It's been it's been a while since I had to wear a suit, and the last time it didn't fit so good. So I'm hoping uh, that now after some uh, lifestyle changes, hopefully it fits better. We'll see. Mm, hope so. Yeah. Best luck on that. Uh, speaking of suits, let's jump into the NRB. Speaking of suits, do you know who looks good in a suit? Uh, people in the TV show suits because they wear suits. You know, I've I think I used to sit and watch with you when it was on after Raw, and I was not a fan. But I never them, watched Suits. It was just on after Raw. It's not like anybody ever watches Suits. Oh yeah, we would just sit and BS and leave the TV on and my ADD. I know it's about law. Speaking of my ADD, yeah. Nick Aldis. Well, what's causing all this? That's what I would like to know, and I think I have some of the answer to that. So a lot of people are talking about it. I, I, I hate to, but I have to. The, the quote-unquote journalists on Raja did not make any mention of this story whatsoever. I had seen things here and there. So after I got my news together, I'm like, where is Aldous? Where is Aldous? So I had to find it on my own. I got it on Reddit. I'm sure you, you people have heard about it. According to Reddit post, Nick Aldous posted a video on his subscribers-only Instagram. By the way, he actually initially posted it on his regular Instagram and then had to flip it. Whoopsie. Careful yeah. social media there, folks. Yeah. Uh, he posted this video saying he's given his notice to the NWA, citing differences of opinion with Billy Corgan, and that, quote, NWA has gotten so bad and embarrassing that he can't be a part of it anymore. That's a little harsh. A little I harsh. Uh, Seems a, uh, a little salty there. Uh. So this apparently goes back to July when these issues came to, came to a head to the point that Billy Corgan pulled Nick Aldis from the NWA 74 pay-per-view for constantly speaking out about his dissatisfaction with the company's creative direction. NWA responded to his video by suspending him in a public statement saying he won't be appearing at tomorrow's Hard Times 3 pay-per-view or Sunday's Revolution Rumble TV tapings. 
His contract expires January 1st, 2023, and Billy Corgan explained his decision to suspend Alvis. He gave it, saying he gave his notice privately. We didn't do anything. Did we retaliate or leak some rumor? No, we didn't say anything. We have shows booked. Nick is on the card. He's doing interviews for the pay-per-view. Why is a guy who is so disgruntled doing interviews? We're in business, right? A couple of days ago, he does a video where he says, I'm opting out of my contract. He does it publicly. I wouldn't do business that way, but it's his choice. I didn't like it, but okay, he's leaving in 55 days. Do your business and go out the door. Hopefully, we'll do business down the road. Then he starts blasting the product. I want to remind everybody, everything that he's said, I've been hearing that stuff for years. It's not like I heard it and got sensitive. Why in a pay-per-view week with a talent who's leaving the company does he decide to start blasting me and the product 55 days before he's out and can do whatever he wants to do? Why does he have to bury the locker room and the product? How do I, as leader of this company, allow a key talent, the most highly visible talent in the company, Jerry, you and I know that from watching NWA, Nick, it is Nick Aldis, right? It's the it's Nick, Nick Aldis show. Yeah. It's all, like, all right, like, Nick Aldis, and he's all this and that in a bag of chips. Yeah, he's he is the Roman Reigns of the NWA, well, almost. Respect to the travel dream. Settle course. down, okay. Right, but you know, like, you know, big fish, not a big pond, Roman Reigns, huge fish, huge pond, whatever. Anyway, to continue. He says, how do I, as leader of the company, allow a key talent, the most highly visible talent in the company, up until he opens his mouth and tells people he's leaving, blast the company? He's still under contract and being paid. We don't invite him. He's still being paid. We didn't take his money. I can't have a guy like that show up because what message does that send to the locker room? There are a lot of people in the locker room not happy about this. They have to do their job. Why is the focus not on Matt Cardona, Tyrus, Trevor Murdoch, Camille, Kylan King, or Chelsea Green? The focus is on Nick Aldis, who's not on the show anymore. Wow. I think something must have happened back there between those two guys that we don't know about. Like, why else would he just sounds very dicky. Like, who's going to work with you? Like, what's going on here? It doesn't well, sound he... very Nick Aldis to me. He seems like a guy that's, like, professional. Or at least he portrays that as a character on TV. By the way, I'm actually looking at you no matter where I look, because when I go to my second monitor, it made a little Skype window. So I, <laughs> it's on my other monitor. So it's there's your big, stupid face over there. And then you're in a little box over I, here. I actually have my, my little box up in the corner here. And because I only have one monitor at the moment, I'm looking into getting a second monitor working on that. I told uh, you. You're in a the lower left quadrant of my monitor. Yeah, well, I can see still, everything. Excellent. Um, um, yeah. So that is the Nick Aldis situation. I feel like B- Billy Corgan is responding to Nick Aldis's public video posting. Maybe Corgan didn't know that Aldis was supposed to put that only for his like subscribers, but. Again, does that really matter because he's publicly bashing the company when he's supposed to be promoting a pay-per-view instead? And that's kind of the opposite of what you should be doing when you're still getting paid. It's not like he has a confidentiality agreement if this shit's behind like a paywall or something. It's like, listen, don't tell anybody what I said. But either yeah, way, like, it's kind of mean. Exactly. Like, it, it's going to get out there. I just, like, I, I see, like, the intent wasn't to make it quite as public as it was. But here we are. Um... I can't I can't really disagree with Billy Corgan. 
you know, you, you got a talent that you, you're paying him. He's supposed to do the job. Sure, he gave his notice because he's disgruntled. But a professional would continue to do the job, maybe just shut the hell up until after the 55 days are up. Day 56. Why is he disgruntled, though? That doesn't make any sense. He's clearly he... unhappy with creative direction. I think, I don't remember if we discussed last week on the podcast, but we talked about, uh, if not then, that it was just like via our normal everyday chat, um, how Nick Aldis seemingly um, reacted to something Billy Corgan said. And I, I finished reading um, the context of what Billy had said regarding um, Tyrus coming in and comparing like to, or to rather Tyrus main eventing and having like a woman's power thing. I have here the full extent of what Billy Corgan said, which ties in here. Um, obviously, so one thing, it wasn't in here, but Nick Aldis in part is upset because he's married to Mickey James, who was one of the producers, one of the lead producers of last year's Empower event. Is that uh, with uh, one R or two? Because technically, I thought it was Empower. I think it was like five or six. I'm just. Oh, Empower. Yeah. I have to give it the appropriate respect for you. It's about empowering women, Rich Riz, you right. misogynist. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Mickey James was, she was like lead producer on that. So, obviously, that's funding as well as just, you know, putting together. And he feels that she was disrespected when the NWA decided to not have another show this year. Here's what Billy Corgan said about having another in power. Wait. Hmm. Okay. I'm hoping that the words didn't perform well enough (laughs) appear there. Because the only way I can think of it is if it just didn't make as much money. And that's why they're not doing it again. Spoiler alert. The words that you said are said in different words. Yes. Well, okay. I'm not supposed to be respectful. He is. He's the businessman. <laughs> exactly. So All right. Billy Corgan says, can they wrestle the NWA style? Can they carry a three-hour pay-per-view? Can they move the case of women's wrestling, not just in wrestling, but in terms of international media forward? These are my concerns. Everybody has their own version of it. That's my version of it, and that's why I'm still on that. Uh, Until we can provide a world-class event with some of the best professional wrestlers in the world, in this case, females on the card, we won't do it. All this weird howling that goes on about it is very strange to me because you're taking a positive and making a negative out of a positive. That's weird to me. Why would you take a positive? By the way, we put Empower at, sorry, it's three R's. As the first night of a two-night pay-per-view on an anniversary show, and it drew. People cared. What if it didn't, and people didn't care, and it did horrible numbers? What if the matches were bad? You create a high watermark, you do something beautiful, make a big statement, and somehow it turns into a weird negative where somehow I'm running from it. I'm not running from anything. I'm talking about my reasons for why we haven't done it yet. I continue to explore those opportunities. That's it. It's not more complicated than that. I think part of the issue is, and follow me here, when Vince left and Triple H took over, what happened? WWE started rehiring a lot of the talent that had originally left. 
Some of those were females. You mean right? were let go? They they didn't leave on their own accord. Well, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Like I, yeah. I was I was kind of just trying to cover all the bases there. Okay. Like maybe there were one or two that decided to leave, right? I don't know. I'm okay. I'm like I my my brain doesn't have enough filing cabinets for that. So women that were available last year aren't this year because they're signed here or maybe they have dates on that date. You know, maybe they have a WWE pay-per-view, an AEW pay-per-view. Maybe Only fans. <laughs> Only fans. You know, uh, Cassie's pregnant, so you're not going to have the Iconics on there, right? So it's more than just – like Billy Corgan isn't saying there aren't good women wrestlers. He's not saying there aren't enough good women wrestlers. I think – They he, don't work like, here. <laughs> exactly. Like he didn't say – they weren't available, but I think that's the the unspoken implication there. Like a lot of the women that were available last year aren't available this year, and he's not gonna he's not gonna pull a Tony Khan and put like green folk on a pay per view. I would love it if there were green people, like just a bunch of women in green man outfits, do, do, and they do could. You think- do, do you think enhancement talent or otherwise simply uh, talent still working their way up, so to speak, should wear all green suits? Yeah, why yeah. not? It's better than dressing like Pee Wee Herman on an episode of SmackDown that's not on Halloween. Do you see that? One I of mean, the uh, Legato guys was wearing like a Pee Wee Herman suit. Oh, that, that shit was, was gray. It was um, the same colors. He had the bow tie. I think that's Joaquin or whatever. That, yeah, that was Joaquin Wilde. It I, it was pinstriped, I think, though. Bro, no, it wasn't. It was straight up Pee Wee Herman, son. I'm telling you. To be honest, I didn't look that close, but I but when I saw it, I did not get the Pee Wee Herman vibe, though. If we were on, if if like we were on stream shots, stream yards, I'd show the clip, but. It's there. If you watch SmackDown, you'll see. It. If you rewatch it, you'll be like, "Oh, that's, that's Herman." Yeah, let, let me let me rewatch that. We don't have to do that now in the middle of this podcast. I'm not watching that. So um, th- there's obviously a lot going on. Maybe Billy Corbin could be more clear in saying, like, in in telling Nick Aldis these women just aren't available. Like, we don't have, like, even even Chelsea Green. She she's in Impact now. Just be oh. honest. Like, listen, with the crop of talent we have, it's not going to sell. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to sell this to people. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. What, and like, then, I'm supposed to, like, go with my head out to, like, Tony Khan, man, or uh, Impact Jones over there and be like, hey, you know, can I borrow? Please help me. Like, what is he yeah. supposed to do here? Yeah, his pockets are only so deep. Uh, in one of the one of the interviews I read, Billy Corgan said Nick Aldis has been the highest paid member of the roster since he since, got here yeah. and since I got here, and he knows that, and that hasn't changed. So, like, there's only so much money to work with. Corgan is not the billionaire and doesn't have a billionaire daddy like Tony Khan does. And I. I... Nick Aldis is going to be podcasting for the rest of his life probably now because this kind of shit like th- th- this stuff gets around. You think Triple H is going to do business with you? I don't like this. I probably do business with him because he know he wouldn't mess with him. I think Nick Aldis and I mean, assuming they could get past this, 
I think Nick Aldis would do very well in Triple H's WWE. Yeah, like LA Knight. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, it's time for the Boo Boo Room. We don't have a clip. Do we have a clip? No, but you we can do it if you want. With your get voice. Well, get well soon. We want you to get well. It's not as good, but it's good enough. Thank you. Yeah. I tried. I tried. Uh, Post Wrestling reported this week that the story of Shayna breaking Natty's nose is to cover for a planned nasal surgery, which she had done this past Monday. I knew that wasn't real blood. It was hot sauce. Hey, uh, yo, if, if that was hot sauce, that's worse. <laughs> the watered down hot sauce. Uh, even, even still, that capsaicin gets up there. Well, they're, they're playing it fast and loose on SmackDown now. I guess so. Uh, closing out the Boo Boo Room, following his smashing at the hands of the Tribal Chief at uh, Crown Jewel, uh, Logan Paul revealed on Twitter that he suffered a torn meniscus, MCL, and a potentially torn ACL halfway through the match. That means he did that leap with those injuries, presumably, assuming Logan, it's not a work. Logan Paul kind of reminds me of an anime character. There's a show called My Hero Academia, and this guy, basically, this kid inherits uh, superpowers. Like, he didn't have superpowers, but he got it from, like, their Superman guy. His name's mm-hmm. All Might. But the problem is, like, his little, like, he broke his hand just trying to use the power he had. So, like... The teachers are like, listen, man, if you don't learn how to control this, you're going to break every bone in your body. Like, this is reckless. So what I'm saying is Logan Paul is legit, but he's not super legit if he's going to just get destroy himself like that in that match. That's his third match. And that's like those are not like little injuries you could just walk off. Right. That. Right. That sticks with you for a while, man. Yeah. Like so it's like you he showed future out matches, future matches he's probably gonna have a knee brace. Say he showed out, but like it was a tribal chief. I mean, he's already at a disadvantage, what with him being human, unlike the tribal chief Roman Reigns, the head of the table, because of whom we, we all eat. That's right. I gotta say though, that clip was pretty dope. Yeah. Like, going around. It's got like millions of hits. A lot of Logan Paul stands out there, Rich Torres. You don't understand the power of Logan Paul. I don't. And the I, ladies I, love Logan Paul, I think. It's the messy hair thing. I can never pull that off. His brother beat Anderson Silva, and now he's about to fight this other guy. Um, I think Andrew Tate's his name. Can we about this guy? Like I so I know Anderson Silva's last his next to last MMA fight, you know, he lost. Like he, he basically he ruined the towel essentially by literally sticking his chin out there. And you know, Wyden was like, "Okay." Um, that, that was the greatest day of my life. Man. <laughs> my bachelor party. The I've second, made so much money. <laughs> his uh, his his last fight. I didn't even see it. I heard he broke his leg in the match. It was like um. Like that Corey Hill situation. I can't yeah, believe I remember I that Yeah, I think name. that was the rematch, though, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But can we 
But this is yeah. a boxing match, though, right? Right. I wanted. I want to give Anderson Silva that asterisk that it was a boxing match. Anderson Silva is not a boxer. Granted, boxing is part it's of not MMA. a mixed martial art. Right. It is a mix, and and as they say, all MMA fights start on your feet. However, it's it's still. It's like you're taking someone that used to play 3D chess and saying, okay, now you can only do it in 2D. Yeah, but it's a young kid with stopping power. And those that's are true bad too. combinations. That's true. But going he back to Tyron Woodley with one punch. Did you see that clip, man? He just caught him. I did. And uh, like, I, I know Tyron Woodley's like not that. a punk. He's he's legit, man. He'll but kill all. He'll kill both of us at the same oh, time certainly. with his hands. But to go back to your analogy before that, uh, my hero academia. Yeah. I, I probably said that wrong. Academia, academia. I don't Doesn't know. matter. Right. So we're old. The kid breaking his own hand, using his power. To me, that's actually more realistic than not, because boxers break their hands all the time. Yeah, only he broke his body. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Uh, well. Anyway. Get, get well soon, uh, Logan. Logan. Well, Logan. 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 Oh, oh, no, no, wait, no, because of the the last X Men movie. Fucking Logan. Because like there's like thirty f bombs in the first minute. That's a good movie. A lot of f bombs. Mostly because Patrick Stewart's always like. Logan. Yeah. Logan. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't, I don't, I really don't remember most of the rest of the plot except apparently Logan has a daughter and. I was fucking done. She's like a clone. They used like his genetics or whatever. I think he came from like an actual like mother, but they used. I think they used Wolverine's egg uh, sperms or whatever. Mm. I don't know science. Sperms, you got it. Um. All right. So moving on from that kind of nerd stuff. They built Timbridge the (laughs) Riz. They built the Wolverine. Well. Listen, I've got nipples. Know. I got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> meet the fuckers. Meet the parents. It is meet, the meet the parents. Meet the pa- Yeah. <laughs> I I love that movie. That movie yeah. is amazing. I like the first one the best. So to me, to me, there's something just extra about a drama, or at least an actor that you know more from drama that starts doing comedy. Yeah, now he's just a lunatic. All right. What's, what's Ed, Ed, o, Ed O'Neill started in drama. Yeah. Himself. So he's a very, he's also a legit black belt. Like Ed O'Neill? Yeah. He trained with the Gracies. Wow. Yeah. It must be great to have money. It is great to have money. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, uh, well, I, uh, listen, at, at some until you get to a certain point, you know, like Lotto, Powerball, until you get to fuck you money, that like you still end up living to your limit, just about. Rich it's Riz, human we're, nature. We're almost there. We're keeping it real. Get it? We're rated off of realness now, That's right? Because of, because of reels that the basement book of us happens to enjoy. We appreciate rated, you coming. Rate it yeah. off of the reels. Rate it off for of reels. Thanks for all the interactions. Thanks for all the the new uh, new likes on the Facebook and and all our social media. But anyway, moving all on. All the love. 
Let's close the door on the boo-boo room. Get well, get well soon. We want you to get well. According to FightfulSelect.com, Braun Strowman has some heat on him for recently berating the high-flying wrestling style and putting over his match versus Omos as a classic on Twitter. Why is it okay to 69-star some flip-floppy match, but you can't just be, like, enjoying your own thing? You know, he's trying to put over Omos. Because he likes him, he's trying to help him. Mm-hmm. What's the problem with that? Everybody's so soft. It's like this, like victim mentality. Just because the man's bigger than you, he can't help the way he was born. Like, what's wrong with you? He's bigger than me. I don't got a problem with that. Well, that's fine, but he doesn't have to in like go out of his way to insult high flyers. Like, say, say, you know, me, me and Omas had a, had a great big man match. I and think just leave he, it at that. I think he was just being silly. I didn't see what he said. I sh- I, I, I tried to look. He, the, treat, the tweet was removed. I don't mind don't delete your tweets. It's Listen, if you're going to be a checkmark like Basement Chair, all right, you need to, you need to not delete your shit, all right? Stand that, by what you said. on, by the way? That's official now? I'm a, I, I have it. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a check. But I think you get rolled out to iOS first, so you might have to wait a little bit, you know, a little plead. Anyway, I can always come over there, borrow your phone, log <laughs> in, and get the fucking thing, all right? Good, the look on your face is like, <laughs> I know you don't care about this, but it looked like you did. <laughs> it's because I hate Apple. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's just a disdain on your face. I wish everybody could see it. <laughs> Hoity toity, holier than thou, hippy dippy bullshit. It's the master race, you know. Everybody loves uh, Apple, except for the people who die in the mines. Anyway, uh, what's next on? <laughs> on his podcast this week, uh, Nate Chaboy thankfully did not say anything about having another match, but he did say that an upcoming documentary will feature his rebuttal to the accusations made against him in the infamous Dark Side of the Ring episode. This is a bad idea. <laughs> I okay. Do you think he's gonna whip out the helicopter? No. But <laughs> if he did, what could you do to him? Honestly, the man is a hundred years old. Wait, is, I wait. I, I think I'm connecting dots here. Where's Ric Flair from? North Carolina. Come on and raise up. Take your dick out. Spin it like a helicopter. <laughs> well, that's uh, definitely I might, staying in the podcast. <laughs> it's hilarious. I it's might a, be too tired. But, yo, do you think, like, they got their inspiration from Ric Flair's helicopter? I don't know. Well, one happened before. I think that's before. I think the song's before the, the incident. So, if anything, Ric Flair was listening to them on his mp3 player probably at which was the style at the time mm. <laughs> i think i don't know <laughs> it's amazing that a rap song is before anything rick flair did <laughs> well that's true remember he was old this was, he was always old because it was it's just when brock was like you kind of early on because kurt henning was on there too remember it was a whole Plan. That was a weird, weird time, man. It's like eras converged. Yeah, that it's was, a time capsule plane. 
Yeah, that was a huge transitionary period. I would love to see this. Like I said, it's a bad idea for him. I mm. didn't mean for us. This is great for us. This is content. Yeah, so yes. we'll, we'll have to watch it, obviously, and mm-hmm. discuss it and uh, see how that goes and see if it's hopefully hilarious and not hilariously sad. Because you don't want it to be sad. You want it to be funny. I just hope it's not the equivalent of like OJ writing a book called If I Did It. You know, let's. Right. <laughs> so. And then getting arrested for something else that's just absolutely stupid. Like all you had to do was behave yourself. You fucking. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Fool <laughs> uh. me once. Shame on you. Yes, this is raw and real. Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, in an interview with Howie Mandel's podcast, I can't believe he has a podcast. I, so Howie Mandel is, is it is called on, Bobby's World? It's not. Damn it! Or is it Howie? It's called Howie Mandel Does Things. I mean, I guess if I was Howie Mandel, that would be my podcast too. Howie Mandel is on that, believe it or not, very short list of celebrities I simply can't stand. Wow! It's I like, think I know that him. Uh, shit. I think this person recently passed, so I don't want to mention his name. I won't say it. But um, uh, better not be Gallagher. That was today. No, no it's not Gallagher. Okay. I, I I I actually I think I've only seen like one or two Gallagher shows, and it just wasn't for me. Yeah, I don't know anything yeah. about him. I know he smashes things. Speaking of Billy Corgan, yes, watermelons, not pumpkins. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on Howie Mandel's podcast, Chris Jericho announced that he's working on a graphic novel for his painmaker character with the ultimate goal of turning it into a movie eventually. You want the synopsis before you react to that? Uh, give me the synopsis while I load my gun All right. of insults. No, no, this so this could be this is like right on the line of this could be interesting or wow, this is fucking out there. Um, quoting Jericho. The idea is that the pain maker is an intergalactic former serial killer. He's changed his life and he's not a serial killer anymore, but now he travels the galaxy hunting down other serial killers in different galaxies, different planets. So you can have like a giant scorpion serial killer, whatever. But the flaw is that he still has to kill innocent people from time to time because it's just in his DNA. So he's a flawed character. What if the pain maker falls in love and then can't help himself enough to kill the one he loves. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. It sounds like Lobo. Lobo okay. is a DC Comics character. He's like an intergalactic bounty hunter, but he's the, the serial killer thing is a little bit different. He's not a serial killer, but he will murder people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess if if you look at Lobo, he gets kind of... He does kind of Jericho could kind of look like that in his own dream because Lobo's jacked and mm. like huge. Um, I don't know. It depends on who who's drawing it, who's writing it. Obviously, he's writing it, so fine, I guess. It's he says graphic novel. It has to be good art. Mm-hmm. Um, movie. I don't know about that. That might be terrible. Like some things are better. I would if I were him. I would do it animated, but in the style of heavy metal. Like, uh, it would be it, that would be the ideal way. Don't waste, yeah, don't waste time because it would be too expensive, 
if you really want to make it good and these days just find a really good animator do heavy metal style it'll like blood guts whatever and you're not limited by you know you don't want it to be some bad cgi crap with chris jericho in it you know what i mean if he wants to voice him fine but he's got to do his best work i feel like if you do it wrong you just come off like really campy and oh what, what's that movie that was the meme with with the guy that absolutely cannot act the room that, that's the one you tear me <laughs> apart <laughs> oh hi mark oh man like that had to be intentional no i think he's just foreign you know, but being foreign and like it not really translating back here. It's just yeah, the, the inflection, a lot of money. inflections yeah. are always off. Yeah, you know, so it's but he got away with it. He got it done. It's a movie that everybody knows about because of how bad it is. And that I think that's something which is what we're trying to do with this podcast. Sharknado has freaking seven or something. We're, we're trying to be the room slash Sharknado. Seth Rollins was in Sharknado. Yeah, so was Chris Jericho. Was he? Was Jericho was in it first. Okay. No, I think he was like later on, maybe the second to last one. I don't know. I. It's vague. I have a vague recollection. Um. Anyway. I was watching. I was at. A, I was at a Sharknado, the Seth Rollins one, uh, watch party at uh, my wife's bar, and uh, this is when I was still drinking. And even then, I, I couldn't. Like, I got to the Seth part. I don't even know if there were more Seth parts. I said, all right, I'm done. I can't. Is that the one where he was on a ride? He was, he was like a, a doctor or something, like like a scientist doctor. White that makes doctor. sense. Scientist doctor. Yeah, that's the same yeah. thing, I think, the movie. It's usually just one guy. He mm-hmm. does all the things. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, last bit of news, at least for now, until more comes out, if any does. Pat McAfee revealed on Twitter that after multiple failed attempts and life-threatening emergency surgeries, his wife is pregnant via in vitro fertilization, due in May. Congratulations to the McAfees. Best of luck. I know it's, uh, you know, the road is not, this is not, uh, you're not there. You're not at the, the next part of your journey yet, but you're on the road, and let's hope it is, uh, Bump free or something. Was he like pump kicked? Was he like punt kicked in the balls that he couldn't um do it himself? Know. Uh no. So so how does this I, work? I'm I could, you're I could have been clear. science. I could have been clear. The life threatening emergency surgeries were his wife. Like she had to have a couple of emergency surgeries and there there was like one at least one of them where he said that the doctor said they may they might lose her. Oh man. Well, right. Hopefully, my guess, yeah. my guess is an ectopic pregnancy because you know, I mean, they grow it in the food. jar, right? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, in in so they they start it in like a test tube or a jar, and then they inject, and then it latches on to where it's supposed and to go. And life is so beautiful and amazing and magical. How could you not love it? That's so cool. Science, man. I just don't like humans. Uh, well, you're gonna have to start because a lot right. of humans listen to this podcast. That's right. No, no offense. I love, I love our listeners. If you're part of the the Bookerverse, you are loved by both Jason Bookers. Yes, 
More so me, because Rich Riz, you know, you should hear the things he says. That's why he's not the champion. It's not why I'm not the champion. <laughs> All right, let's hit the highlights, lowlights, and dim lights of the week. Let's start with Raw. Let's just go chronological through WWE and then AEW. Let's start with the chronic. Yes. Order. Opening segment of Raw, we had uh, the Bloodline. Solo and the Usos were, uh, beat Riddle and New Day. All good shit. I had a problem with that segment. Okay. Because that segment was raw and real until Riddle brought his stupid ass in there. Now, I know it's not his fault, and I mean that lovingly because I like the guy and he could hurt me. So I just wanted to know that it's all love. I whoever sent him out there, they should have did an audible or something because it just I thought like it was so awkward. We just interrupted that. That's like grown folks are talking and they should have all just beat the hell out of him. Now, yeah, I know really was no reason for it. I agree. Yeah, it was just too much silly when it was getting real. And a new day was like talking about how they did. They got stuck with the preacher gimmick like they're talking about this stuff. And then you come good. in here with these bongos. It's like, what is this supposed to be? That was I feel like issue. They could have fixed it by announcing the match beforehand. Just say New Day's going to be teaming with Riddle against uh, Solo and the Usos. But Jimmy hit the bomb. He did hit the bomb on air. Yeah. But Jay opted out of it. I think Jay had to drive. Okay. So he probably didn't hit the bong because of that. Jimmy would be good to drive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I I really like all of that too. By the way. The, Thank the you. Whole, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't. I I it was also Monday. I like I had to be reminded of it. What the, yeah. the friggin' thing was. It's late and I'm tired and my memory's bad. Um, so we had Nikki Cross beat Dana Brooke for the 24-7 title. It's the first time we've seen Dana Brooke since Triple H took over. Yeah, and I'm happy to see that she's still around. Are you sure? I could have sworn. No, like, we've seen her because, uh, Corey Graves talked some shit about her. That was during Triple H's thing. Like, he took over already, so. But maybe it was her first singles match. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. Yeah. First singles, singles match. Right. And Dana lately, in particular, has been vocal on social media. She wanted to turn the 24-7 championship into, like, a women's intercontinental title. I think we spoke about this last week a bit. Maybe, but I still think that the idea of a women's mid-card intercontinental title is not a good idea. And... Why do you get to change the function of a championship that's been held by men more than chicks? And I mean, more than women. Yeah, I almost got that. No, more than women. And it's mm-hmm. not because I'm sexist. It's just that that it doesn't make any sense. Like all of a sudden it's a women's title. Now, what are you talking about? Truth has been the champion a bajillion times. Yeah, that would that would be You're like, the oh, only. Yeah, go ahead. That would I, be like reversing the. Uh, the fusion of the IEC title with the cruiserweight title and saying, okay, this is a cruiserweight title now. So like everyone before that's above 205 pounds, like what? Uh-huh. You know, 
Yeah, so that's what I didn't like about that. And it's where it belongs, if anything. So now she throws the title, well, she tries to throw the title in the garbage can. I don't know if you noticed, but she missed. It's all right. We yeah, I think she noticed she missed. She just kept going on. Like, yeah, I'm crazy. It's all right. Because, exactly, because it works for her character. <laughs> yeah. so, and that was great. Like, what she is doing is great. But is this title done? Is is Dana Brooke going to pull a moose and pull it out of the garbage and say I'm the forever 24-7 champion? I hope not, because that's not a good look copy of the idea from a certain other TV show. Indeed. I mean, especially that idea. Yeah, I, I think um, I think it's time to let go of the 24-7 championship. And I think it's also very important to let go of, and I know Bailey's been vocal about it too. It's like, listen, the last championship you guys wanted to get made got made, and it's barely doing anything. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to the tag titles. Yeah, roster depth is an issue. Um, the fact that if you're going to insist on having two separate rosters, how how are you incorporating it? Is a, is the one champion be on both shows? Logistically, it's a pain. I get it. Could more women be featured? Sure, but everyone has to earn their shot, and I feel like more people are getting their opportunities to earn their shot lately. It seems. Do you think that because Triple H is in, in charge, you think they're going to do another ladies' night pay-per-view? They might. They might say, oh, yeah, Corgan. All right. Well, it's not like they they could. It's not. He doesn't. They don't have his problem. Exactly. It's like, I mean, uh, I'm not saying that they should do it. I'm just asking you think it would happen. I, I think it's not. possible. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and, you know, with Shinsuke going to Noah, they're obviously open to some collaboration. Because right now it's like, all right, you're bothering Shinsuke. But maybe we might ask for a favor down the line kind of thing, you know. I'd be worried that they'd like it here too much if I was, like, the Noah guys, you know? Like, hey. No. We'll we'll do business. But keep them. Maybe. I don't know. I think. Honestly, I don't know nearly enough about pro wrestling Noah. I'm going to be flat out Mm. honest about that. Because. We we never talk about them. We really never talked about them until this deal. There's nothing for us to talk about. Mm. We we got it's all right. We got Oscar and Yoshira yelling at each other. You Japanese. saw the change uh, subtitles, right? I retweeted it, and Excellent. I think you saw it because of me. Probably must have been on. Uh, that was a uh, Basement Booker's uh, on Twitter, right? At no, it's actually at Basement Jair. Oh, nice. Who's with the check mark? There you go, the check mark. All right. Uh, I'm verified. On. Damn it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You're you're a verified real human. That's all that means. I now. said I want to be verified. Elon said eight dollars, little man. Put money in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit your your tweets and stuff. 
I, I bet Real could play that song in his bong. Yeah, I bet he could. What other highlight since we're done with? Last is a low light, and we are going to talk about this, and you know exactly what it is. We had the failed cash in. A town. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. I told you. I Number told you one. all last week. <laughs> yes. Number one. I told you so. <laughs> I understand that you know. You'll never beat the tribal chief. That's fine. Yeah, but, that's understandable. But like, why not wait? Maybe he'll have an, uh, another last man standing match. Maybe something. Maybe Carry Cross. Or maybe Drew McIntyre will hit him with a car. Or no? simply, you could have answered the open challenge. Get yourself disqualified by beating the fuck out of them. Mm-hmm. And then cash in the briefcase. But I think what he was trying to do, because they made it they made it a point to show us where Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns were laying down in the middle of the ring and Seth Rollins came in and cashed in on him. The closest theory was going to get of that is Bobby Lashley beating the fuck out of Seth Rollins and pinning him. I see the parallel, and I like it, but still the U.S. title. Like, I don't, like, no disrespect to the U.S. championship. You know, the Harley races, the, the, the everyone else that held it, I'm not going to, Eddie Guerrero, you know, but save it for the big one, man. He's I mean, he's tried. So and okay. he keeps failing. Like it he could... gets punched in the face by uh Tyson Fury. He gets like destroyed by both Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think it shows his impatience. It shows he hasn't learned anything. And you know, it's a very exclusive club. He's in that club with John Cena. He's in that club of Baron Corbin, and I'm hearing rumors that a certain man that people can't see might be up for WrestleMania, so maybe we can get Theory versus John Cena at WrestleMania to get Theory back on track. You know? You got to evolve, you know? And you know, the, the briefcase might have been an albatross on his neck. And it's, you know, the rib is over. You don't have to carry that thing with you everywhere anymore. You know, this might be good. Like, when did what? It was probably going to lapse anyway, right? No real creative plans. They might have a different plan for theory. And that's what I think. Well, having him cash in on the very last day is a plan. Yeah, but when is that? They're not doing a money in the bank pay per view. So it would still be one year from when he won it. So was that May? Yeah, after WrestleMania? Yeah. There's, that would make two briefcases in play because there's going to probably, I'm thinking 90% chance, there'll be money in the bank ladder matches for WrestleMania weekend. So they missed an opportunity for Austin Theory to cash in, win the world title, and then immediately get cashed in on. And lose it. 
Yeah. But that's what, a, what a moment would that have been? That would have been a moment for sure, but I think they did this for a reason. I think they got something better planned. No, I hope they do. I, I like to think that Triple H sees the potential in Austin Theory. Maybe. Maybe just something we don't know. Could be. Maybe he wants to bury him to piss off Vince for some reason. I, I, I Well, it could be revenge for Karrion Cross. <laughs> He did castrate him live on television. I remember. You know, castrating him live on TV might have been better than what he actually did. Actually, no, wait. That was Adam Cole in NXT in that promo he did to him. You remember that? But he's like he's 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 nothing without the the girl and the smoke and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. just, they got all hot about it. It was a whole thing. Yeah, this was a long time ago. Obviously for you. Okay, moving on to NXT. Uh, this is unfortunate. All I have are red highlights here. Um, um, more red highlights than The Rock's Kid? Yeah. That's crazy. Not quite, not quite. But, they um, should... They should uh, Grimes is leaving then. Maybe he's coming up. Allegedly. That could be rumor. good for him. That's rumor. I wonder if he, if if it's gonna be like million dollar Cameron Grimes or it has any, to be the music. I love the music. The it, the story's in the music. So if he's not rich as shit, he wouldn't have the music. Yeah, I, I kind of like the technical caveman. How's this gonna work? Because you already have JBL there. Unless they feud Cameron Grimes with Baron Corbin and put him on Raw. Yeah. Oh, put it on SmackDown. Okay. Put it on the other show. You forgot where, yeah. I see, because you forgot where he is. (laughs) Don't I forget where where people are every week? Yeah, but I don't know. I think think he'd be fun on Raw. I think he'd be fun wherever he goes. I mean, he doesn't have to. To the moon. Yeah, he could work there. I don't know what, I, I don't see it being a big thing. I think that's a green thing, green highlight if he's leaving and coming to the main roster. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like that's that's not uh, that's not a highlight. Uh, it's it's kind of loaded, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so my first red highlight. There's only two, by the way. My first red highlight is mainly a nitpick, right? Is this about the bar? No, that was not even worth mentioning. Sure, they were all four of them. I hear you. <laughs> I'll say it again. Her her assistant has better assets than Canon James does. But anyway. The toxic attraction phone call, right? Yeah. And this is... Yeah, she this, stole a police car, Rich Riz. Right. How does Alba Fire have a rent-a-cop car? In her defense, we didn't see the car. So she could have had one of those BS sirens she just put up. And anybody could really get one of those, you know, and not the brightest crayon in the box, you know, mm-hmm. our uh, friend from Toxic Attraction there. But you could do that. You know, she's busy running her mouth. She's th- she's on the phone while she's driving. She like she was just sit- sitting in one spot. Well, she's sitting on the side of the road. 
It could be a police. I think she was in a mall parking lot. Anyway. You're a mall parking lot. Maybe the police thought she was sparking a J and smoking some drugs, you know? And they wanted to hit? No, they wanted to to harass her and tell Uh her, don't do drugs. Is it legal in Florida? It's probably legal. I don't know the law. I know not to break it. (laughs) Mm, That's a good point. My other red highlight, and you you know, you you have to know what it is. It's the only other red highlight I have. Chase University? No. Oh. You don't remember that part? Like two cuts in, like he throws in a towel on Chase. That that's not uh that's a story prog- storyline progression. I'm okay oh. with that. Okay, cool. It's gonna work for the story. I I'm I believe it or not, I believe in whatever storyline they're working on with Ch- with Chase University. Is it is it Roxanne Perez trying to make friends with Indy and she's like, hey, this you're not my friend. I'm not your friend. No. We're not friends here. You know, when I say it, you're you're when I say it, you're gonna know. Is it Von Wagner? There you go. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I, I'm gonna say this Sucks. first. I'm gonna say this first. Okay. I could tell he really he was really trying hard to sound believable. He was trying. I could see the effort. I appreciate the effort. I appreciate that he's he's trying. He's obviously outside of his comfort zone. And trying his best to make it work. A for effort. Thank you. I appreciate it. But boy, did it not work. You know, it just, it's hard being half Neanderthal. It must be. But he, I mean, he did mention being uh, a second generation, which is the first time that's been mentioned on TV. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, Von Wagner Beverly, if you will. You know, Braun's been giving good answers. He's like, I don't have anything against these people. It's okay. They don't like me. He was this close to doing Steiner math again. Remember? Yeah, but it's a good thing he didn't because it yeah. was funny. It's a, it's a it's a thing is it, like you you can't you can't do it every time. Yeah, there's a time and place, and it should only be when it's just a triple threat match. Yeah, and the no look pie face of Robert Stone was great. Yeah, like that was a great way. To close the segment, but I mean, like Von Wagner actually made Braun worse in that segment. It was that like poor delivery. Yeah, I guess so. It's like not having a good partner in a scene. But yeah. Rob, uh, Robert Stone was decent in his part of it. Robert Robert Stone. Is very good at what he does. I'm just He's glad asked, they let him dress like a man again. That's cool. Remember he'd wear like these weird like blazers that like like a chick should be wearing. Like you would think like it, you know it's like a, a jacket and it's like, yeah it was, it, was, it was really weird. It was like a preview of Maximum Male Models. Yeah, but but now it's like a regular manager guy, so that's cool. Mm. At least he's not getting run over by Shotzi anymore. You know we that? At, but that we was fun. We haven't seen Maxwell Bell bottles in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. I hope Marseille's okay and Mansoir. Mansoir. Hopefully they're not like in a crate somewhere. Like, hey, we're still on the plane. Did they go there? Were they on the show? I don't remember. They weren't on the show, but I think okay. they made the trip. Mm. Well, 
No, nothing came out about uh, anyone. Hey, now. All right. What's 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 going on here? What's next here? Uh, let's see. Moving. You know, it's funny. You asked me if Axiom. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't see I didn't see anything about it. All right. So it's storyline stoppage then. Fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that was like, pretty I, convincing. Like that that range of motion on a knee. Like maybe he turned onto his hip to alleviate it, but that did look pretty goddamn painful. Yeah, JD McDonough is a regular. Trust me, bro. Did, did you catch them backstage with the, what set up the match? He's talking to Axiom and Nathan Frazier. He's like, That was painful. Sounds like you got a this and a that, bro. <laughs> okay, dude. Like, I missed it. <laughs> to be I honest, guess I, I should have put it on uh, Instagram or something. Frazier <laughs> so and this this little uh, little uh, jerk fest between Axiom and Nathan Frazier. Well, they're obviously the best, you know. They tell each other they're the best, so they got to be the best, right? I'm telling you, Nathan Frazier, great entrance. That's about it. It's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do here. <laughs> During Axiom's entrance, did, did you notice there was, a guy, there was a fan in the stands that had the effect on him, too? It's like, whoa, his, his, super, his superpower is, like, contagious. See, that's what happens when you go see Axiom. You might have a chance to catch some greatness. Yeah. Become a hero yourself. It's a stupid effect. They get destroyed by J.D. McDonald's. <laughs> oh, right. On to... Oh, yeah, we had... Um, we. I, I don't think... It's not a highlight. It's not a low light. But I don't think we can't not talk about the obvious heel turn of Zoe Stark. I think those tag team championships are cursed. <laughs> Yeah. They were always every time, man. It's like um Katana Jade and Katana and what's her name? The current champions. Hayden Carter. Because they're the only and what they say apparently is true, the only actual tag team that's not toxic attraction on mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. They're the only ones that don't destroy each other. <laughs> yeah. It's like you get anywhere near those belts. <laughs> You screwed. Wait a second. What? It all makes sense now. Does it? Who's booking NXT? Shawn Michaels. Oh, no. He's barbershop windowing all over the place. <laughs> all over their face, necks, and chest. This is unbelievable. He's got he, This man needs to be stopped. I need him to focus. All right. Both eyes. We, we got a 14-month program for you, too. Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to turn on your partner. Oh, uh, no. Oh, Sean. We did. It's the same year. <laughs> it's all in 2022, man. Come on. Spread it out yeah. a little bit. Was uh, Cora and Roxy was before Sean, I believe. But you're right. It is close. It's close enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even if it's not him, it's like, oh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that right now. Exactly. <laughs> well, at least Zoe Stark and uh, Nikita Lyons weren't the champions. Yeah. So they didn't become the. Yeah. It was one of those like, all right, so when when are they going to break up? Kind of thing. Yeah. Like, this is obviously not going to last. They're too different. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like they they could have drawn it out longer. 
maybe should have. I think Zoe Stark as a face is too weird. I think she's made a she'll make a better heel. She's a scary lady. Like I believe her if she wants to hurt someone. We haven't seen her. This is her first uh, time as a heel, so uh, we'll see how that goes for her. But she definitely, she definitely wasn't working for me as a face. Yeah. Um. Definitely not. It was too weird. It was, it was awkward to be correct. Mm-hmm. But uh, good character development from Indy Hartwell. Now I like this. She says uh, she's if she's learned anything from um, oh she told. Roxy, if she's learned anything from Battles with Cora Jade, uh, it's that you should really look after yourself. I'm not your friend, mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, not green, not good enough for a green highlight, but important to note. I like, I like the character development that's happening. Focus on that. Focus on strengths. Let's work on the weaknesses of everyone. Man, if only they could like, if only they could have cloned Dusty to teach the class. That's unethical, Richter is. Cloning is illegal. It's far. Okay, yeah, that you definitely <laughs> don't want clones there. It's the worst place to make them. Just Dusty. Well, you know, it could. It, you might not get a Dusty. Well, they have Michaels. Michaels was always a good promo. Yeah. When he had a smile, at least. Well, I think he was more into, like, you know... He, well, he was good at everything, but I, I, I the wrestling was probably better. Mm-hmm. But it depends on who he was playing off of. So, or who yeah, he's exactly. feuding against and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Moving on to SmackDown, which we just watched because we are recording Friday night because of someone's. I don't want unfortunate timing. I know. I hear no, not you. It's whoever scheduled it. I don't even know whose wedding it is. Did nobody ever ask me? Mm -hmm. It's like if you're gonna plan your wedding, you need to let me know Mm -hmm. so I can tell you that it's not on Saturdays. Right. Okay. Because that's when I podcast. And yeah. that's when the Basement Bookers podcast. And it's it's maddening. It's like they don't they look at me like I'm selfish. <laughs> like I'm like I got ten heads or something. It doesn't make any sense. Try to run a business here. We're trying to we're tr- we're trying to run a business here. We're trying to revolutionize podcasting. Like that dude that made the room. All right? This is it. You know, Tearing so me apart. I- that, thank you. I, I was going to say, I forgot the line. <laughs> it dared me apart. Yeah, also would have accepted line. line. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So, SmackDown. Opening match was a banger, of course, as we knew it would be. It played out really well. I appreciate, at, you know, as sort of a, a fundamental guy, I appreciated the lack of cheating. Yeah, I appreciate the lack of cheating, and I appreciate them not trying to, like, take a second to even convince me that it's possible that the New Day could even beat the Usos. It's impossible. There's no way it was going to happen. I had, I had no doubts in my mind, because I believe. 
Mm-hmm. And I believe, not to skip, but to skip, mm-hmm. that I believe that at the end of the show, we might have had the tribal chief acknowledge his cousins. I think that's that's what was about to happen. I thought that's what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But instead, we get war games, probably. Yeah, obviously. Which I I called it. So the Brutes drew and who? Sheamus. It's, oh, yeah. Three, four, you know, guy. Everybody unless it's four and four. Yeah, unless. The, mm. So, yeah, uh, Roman, this, Usos, Solo, Sammy. But unless Sammy it, sits out. There's also a ladies' war games match, right? Yeah. Looks like but, that's going to be five on five. Yeah, so I don't think they're going to do one as four on four and the other one as five on five. I think each, each well, obviously the honorary Oose mm-hmm. for Bloodline, so they're going to need another guy on what I'm calling the Mad Lads. And I refuse to accept anything but the Mad Lads for that team. Because. With Drew, it's not mm-hmm. Fight Night and Brawling Brutes. It's the Mad Lads. Right. There's only one person that I think that should be on that team. Mm-hmm. But there's no way to make it happen. Mm. Give me a minute. Let me, let me try to think of who you're thinking of. Okay. It's very easy. That I don't is got the it. worst clue. Cesaro. Yeah. If they got uh, Cesaro uh, back, or if you, if, even if he's Claudio, it's still everybody knows who the fuck it is. Yeah. That would have been the move right there, but they'd have to do some shifting and wheeling dealing, but who knows? Hmm. I, I don't that know. That would be crazy. It could be. Nah, it wouldn't be. Nah, I don't know who else they would get. Like, who would even... It'd probably be like somebody that like they'll just sign and get back in there all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I, it's gotta definitely be war games for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, shots is the number one contender. Yeah. I know I'm going out of order, but I'm going in the order of what I remember. Um. You can so, my notes. so it was like one of those things where I'm like. I see the people, I'm like, oh, look, it's Lacey Evans already in the ring. Yeah. It's Veterans Day. You could have gave her an entrance. You know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, at so least... Had, they, called, they called her a veteran. Yeah, at least Wade Barrett mentioned that, and, or Michael Cole. You know, she's a real hero and all that stuff. But that's like, it's it's Zia Lee. It's the it's Raquel Rodriguez. It's, it's uh, Sonya Deville. And it's like... You're thinking, okay, well, I was thinking, oh, maybe Liv Morgan will get another rematch because she was in it. Shotzi won. I'm like, oh, okay. I can't live with Shotzi, but I'm wondering if the finish got changed after that botched whatever that was supposed to be off the barricade with the table and everything. I don't know. I'm going to go under the assumption that it was the planned finish. But what happens later is kind of dumb because Shayna Baszler, you know, she's coming out there. Wait, wait, let's not forget that they put poor Emma in the most unflattering, flesh-covered, flesh-colored, like, 
outfit. I don't know what she was thinking. And I'm not going to trash talk it until I see the back. Talk it to Shotzi and the cringiest. Have you seen Madcap? And she's all, oh, you crushing on him? And I'm like, what is that? Yeah. And then she bounces. And then it's Shayna Baszler. She's like, yeah, well, you know something, Shotzi? You're going to get a real beat up. That's rude awakening right here because Ronda, she's going to mess you up good. And then Shotzi's like, Ronda's never faced anyone like me before. And I and I pause it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Hold on a second. It wasn't even that? that long ago. It's this year. Mm-hmm. This year that like Ronda Rousey squashed Shotzi mm-hmm. more than once. There was a beat the clock challenge. Oh, it does. Remember that? And oh. like, well now I do. And she just beat her ass this other time. Mm-hmm. That was a big no no for me. Uh, that's pretty much what I remember. Yeah, I put that in red highlight after you mentioned it to me in uh, Messenger. Because, I was, yeah, obviously I forgot. Yeah. So and otherwise it wasn't a highlight at all, but then it's like, all right, that's, we got to take note of that. Yeah, it's like, hey, man, I watched, I'm t- I will not be punished for paying attention because I'm pretty sure I saw that. Mm-hmm. Maybe she um, needs to work differently. I don't know. Maybe. But speaking of, I you know I hope everyone comes out of that box spot not injured. Yeah, I was just under the assumption everyone was fine, but I, I hope so. I haven't seen anything um, online yet. Yeah, but, same. So those are all my notes from SmackDown. Now we're recording during Rampage, so we're skipping Rampage this week. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, we Dynamite. What do you yeah. got? Yeah. You got it. You were about to say something. Uh, I forgot. It's fine. It's gone. All right. I don't need it. It's out of my skull. There you I'm go. Pretty sure SmackDown's been covered uh, thoroughly. It was uh, easy, breezy, McCheesy. Wait a second. We had what was going to be, it was going to be Zelina Vega. Oh, yeah. B-Fab. Mm-hmm. And... You know, everybody comes out. That's how Pee Wee Herman came. We saw Pee Wee Herman, mm-hmm. you know. And the the Viking Raiders are there. But first, it's uh, the Sarah Logan and her new weird, you know, she's like a Viking shield maiden without a shield, I guess. Mm-hmm. Probably not. She's probably one of those, like, weird, like, really into, like, runes and shit ones. You know, spells and whatever, but mm-hmm. like a witch, I don't know if they have those. Mm-hmm. A Baba Yaga, I don't know. Anyway, um, so she's like, just, she's out in the front, and then the Viking Raiders, they come and just beat everybody else up. Mm-hmm. And then she beat, she went to beat, uh, uh, beat up B Fab. If there's mm-hmm. kids listening, they shouldn't be listening right now. But I had, for like a split second, like, Cole's talking about Ragnarok. I thought he was about to see some Ragnar knockers. Yeah. Okay, because I don't know how safe and secure that outfit was. But well, it wasn't safe and secure on the bottom because I know uh, we had a little up there. Yeah, but, you know, I thought we were going to have an accident. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, Zelina Vega turned tail and ran. 
I, I really wasn't expecting them to fight. I, I really thought there was going to be some uh, kabuki or whatever, and there it was. So mm-hmm. I guess they want to beat everyone up? I don't know. We're sending a so. message. Something. Yeah. New Vicious Viking Raiders 2. Oh, they brought them back because God of War 3 came out. So there's the oh, tie-in. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, God, help me. I mean, Vince ruined them. Let's hope that this is... And why I say Vince ruined them, the new Vicious Viking Raiders thing was fucking worse than anything. Yeah, it really just didn't go anywhere. Like, you're literally making new Vicious part of their name. That was awful. The booking was awful. It's know. almost like saying super cool dudes. Yeah. Look at these super cool dudes. Yeah. You like, like them, right? Yeah. You're afraid of these guys, right? <laughs> you know, saying it, if you have to say it, you're only trying to convince yourself. Yeah, like, hey, listen to this really great podcast, you nerd. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hello, everybody. Welcome to the really great podcast. <laughs> yeah. But for the record, I think, I, I mean, it's to get them taken seriously. Yes, they have to be heels. Yes, they got to beat everyone up. Yes, they have to be vicious. Don't don't like make vicious part of their name. Yeah, they have to drink skull out of a blood out of a skull. All right. Yeah. And I want I'm, I'm talking about like a human skull, not some punk mm. ass human like. Anyway, whatever. And Sarah Logan looks like looks like she'll find one. She will. Or make one. Out, or she's got like a stash. Yeah. Are they shrunken? Alrighty. Or is that? Uh, d- there's different. That's voodoo, yeah, like shrunken heads. Nah, wrong uh, religion and uh, sure. such. Okay, moving on, we got Dynamite, as I mentioned earlier. So we finally had, speaking of heel turns, we finally had, or whatever. Tony Shabani heel turn. We had that. <laughs> and I still don't care. I still don't like Shabani. I don't care. He was hilarious on Dynamite this week. I have like five videos of just him. Saying things, <laughs> so funny. I was thinking that same word, Taz. Like, really, you only got one word? I got like <laughs> thirty of them. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's great when Taz can bury someone on commentary. On commentary, bro, Excalibur got into it. It's great. He's like, if I could get a word in, shut up, Shivani. It's <laughs> 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 great. You know what they... goes in, Yeah, let me tell you, we're going overseas or whatever. <laughs> You know what they need to do with Shivani? You know, you remember, um, oh, man, I don't remember the name of that show. It was before our time, but, like, oh, the gong show. Like, if they hit the gong, they they hook you off the stage. Yeah. With this, like, giant shepherd's hook. Yeah, the cane. They got to do that to Shivani. Just pull him straight off the stage. What if? And I've just got the – we'll go – you know what? I'm going to save this one where we go and talk about the Britt Baker segment. So just let's go along with the highlights and stuff. There was only one high before that, uh, and it was uh, Samojo attacking Wardlow because Wardlow says he's going to take every title in the company. You can't just say something like that. Right. You see, what happened was Powerhouse Hobbs came out. Powerhouse. He came out, as Rich says, and he came out and he triggered something at Wardlow. Wardlow won't admit it, but mm-hmm. there might have been a little intimidation. 
So he had to go out there and prove that he was a man. So what did Wardlow do? Wardlow decided that he was going to keep it real, that he was going to keep it real, that he was going to, that no one's ever going to take the TNT championship. He's out there. He's like, man, you know, Revival got all the belts. I want all the belts from singles people. So I'm going to get all the belts. And if you just Samoa Joe, like, I'm fucking standing right here. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for Wardlow, Samoa Joe kept it realer. Yeah. And Wardlow went night night. And I never have to hear Ward Joe ever again. Win win. Mm-hmm. How are you going to disrespect the man? You think he forgot about last week when you shoved him back? Mm-hmm. And he happens to have a championship. Yeah. And until ROH gets TV, that's an AEW championship. I'm glad you said that because I feel like this was a missed opportunity to really solidify the line a little bit. Where next week, you know, someone, Lexi Nair could interview Samoa Joe, ask him what, uh, like, what he thought on, like, assuming the attack didn't happen, by the way. Uh, ask him what he thinks about what Wardlow says. And he's like, he could say, well, you know, you know, we discussed it afterwards and he, you know, Wardlow made it clear to me that he meant the AEW championships. I'm here for the Ring of Honor championships. I got the Ring of Honor uh, TV title. Wardlow's got the AEW TNT title. They're equivalent titles in our respective brands, but he's going to go for AEW belts. I'm assuming my ROH belts. Kind of thing. Yes. But instead we get this, which is better. Uh, uh, listen, <laughs> unleash Joe. That's yeah. all I've wanted for freaking five years now. He's still broke toast Joe. As let, far as I'm concerned. Let Joe be Joe. Yeah, I don't I want Samoa Joe, not milk toast Joe. Just right. Milk toast Joe, man. Come on, son. Like, what do we do? Have some respect. Have some respect for Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, do you want me to run down my notes of the Soraya Britt segment, or do you want to just come off the dome with it? Look, I just want to say for the record that I, as a friend of Paige, I, I, I've met Paige before. I know you know this. I know that you know that I've this close like right here, there's a, there's a photo of us together. Hey. <laughs> well, it's the only photo that I'll ever need for the rest of my life because uh, we're. I've friends. seen some better photos of Paige. I gotta say. Yeah, well, none of them have me in it. Thankfully. Thank. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, married. Um, that's right. So anyway, like I said. <laughs> So yeah, I, I I just want her to be great, and I, I and I just the way she just buried Britt Baker on the microphone. Mm-hmm. I hope she doesn't win the first match. Hmm. Because I'd be okay with that. Because then you could keep it going, let Britt Baker do her thing. She's a cheater, or you could have a master assailant attack Paige before the match. Nancy Kerrigan style for us old timers. And we see like some 
blue hair hanging out the back of her hat. Not even, dude. It's a dude. And then we find out it's Tony Schiavone. Just to protect Britt Baker, his one true love. Now that Adam Cole's out of the picture, which I'm assuming he concussed him again. <laughs> He's just stuck on a hard level on Twitch. I, I is he like concussed? Do we know did, anything? I, is he gonna I, come I, back? I heard that. I haven't really heard confirmation. Um, I mean. He if he is concussed, then it must be pretty bad. I I know they have an eight day rule in AEW. Unless they're gonna have him come back with the elite, because hmm. that's something. Isn't he not part of the elite? I mean, sure, but wasn't he a Bullet Club? Yeah, but I feel like he was outside the elite. I thought the elite was Kenny the Bucks, Cody. Um, that is true. What's but his they, name? Yeah. Uh, Marty Skrull. Yeah, but they could do a new thing. Like them all together. With uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Maybe I they could be the official undisputed elite. I, uh, I need a flow chart of all these goddamn subdivisions of the Bullet Club. The only the only club that matters is the OC. Right. Yeah, it's the go. OC. Which you know is not. me in part of the OC now. Kinda. We didn't really talk about that. We didn't because it wasn't. It did happen on Raw. Yeah, it did. I didn't see it as a highlight. I was like, okay, here's. This is happening now. I don't know about you, but I'm happy that she's here. Mm -hmm. I was just a little disappointed at who they were going to get to counter Rhea Ripley. Well, who would you have gotten? Well, Charlotte Flair, but she's wherever. Yeah. Raquel Gonzalez. It, I get she's on a different show, but that doesn't really matter anymore, does it? No, it doesn't. I, she, she, would, didn't, she didn't need to lose in that freaking six-pack challenge. Could have been fatal five-way. It should have been her because she was because she's as big as Rhea Ripley. Like she's just as strong. Mm -hmm. There were friends, like IRL friends. I think her character isn't established enough for that. Although that could but have been the opportunity. That could have been the opportunity to establish a character. But she's her physical equal. You're right. Which means she could body slam uh, Finn Balor or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. Mia Yim isn't that. I, I like her. I think she's cool and stuff. But mm -hmm. it's, like I said, I don't think. I think if you want a solution for Rhea Ripley, you need to have her mirror, mm -hmm. which physically is Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah. That's the only thing. I agree. I think it's a missed opportunity to fix Raquel. Well, you know, I guess it's it, it's 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 an OK substitution 
because then you got a clear baby face because Rhea Ripley's bigger, she's stronger, she's going to be the more dominant in the mm-hmm. match when they fight each other. So technically, the OC is still fighting from underneath. Even if they have a counter to Rhea Ripley, they don't have a real counter, you know, because mm-hmm. she's still not as strong. I would love to see what Triple H would do with Rosemary. Um, I don't know. I know. I don't know either. But I would love to see it. Like, like I, I'm curious where they would go creatively with her character. As long as it's nowhere near Bray Wyatt. Right. Well, hmm. Hmm. Bray Wyatt should absolutely, positively, 100% do his own thing, play out his own story the way he's writing it, because I think it's pretty clear he has a lot of creative control right now. And I'm okay, I think. Is his first feud going to be with LA Knight, or was just just this nothing? I don't know. Because that would be interesting. If it's Bray Wyatt just feuding with L.A. Knight. Yeah. Good, uh... I mean, it would make for some really good promos. I hope so. And why not start there? Why start with Big Fish when you could start with a cool fish? There's no way that he's just gonna let... He got... He, what, he headbutt him? You think he's just gonna let that slide? Nah, not. Shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But if he does, I'm going to be very upset. It's a great way to elevate LA Knight, too. Give him something. Yes. He needs something to do. All right. So, Soraya and Britt? Yes. Were you you done talking about that? I just, I, you know, I said what I said. Mm -hmm. Um, If you wanted to bring up anything from it, go ahead. I just think, um... I think Britt Baker should win the first match, but it's her first match back, so like, why would she lose? I don't know. Oh, Britt, Britt, I think Britt should win by cheating. If they do best of three, I'd be okay with Britt winning two out of the three. First one by cheating, second one simply just by being better, maybe. Maybe the story will be ring rust. Maybe I mean, the story that's will what be... it should be. Maybe the story be she went she goes for the neck. Well, that's of course gonna be right. But um, this here is another opportunity for uh, for Kilo Khan to either put one of his originals over or say, "No, I have a new shiny toy." Yeah, you don't want female CM Punk. Right. Who's now calling MMA fights. Yeah. If if you ask me, you bring in Soraya. She's what, 32 now? Which is not even old. I don't want to talk about it. I don't know how old she is offhand. I can look it up. I'm going to look it up real quick. That's her mother. Come on. Because <laughs> I just typed in Soraya. Born 92. She's 30. Jesus Christ. So, Soraya can have, you know, probably a good 10, 15 years, right? 
Maybe yes. more. Maybe less. Let's hope for not less. Uh, just hope for as long as she wants to. Yes. But I feel like at this stage of her career, it's okay. Let's elevate you. Let's let's prove to people why they should be paying to see you. You know? It's 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 give back time. It's maybe time. give her maybe give her a run like later on, but like make her work for it, you know? Don't just give it to her because she's Paige. Formerly. Yes, I'm behaving myself. Because <laughs> yeah. we're friends. <laughs> I've taken a photo with her, you know. She signed a document for me. <laughs> I have many autographs. <laughs> so moving on from that. So this was weird. The whole everything about this next segment was weird. Oh, is that, it Jeff Jarrett? Before that, oh. I'm gonna get to that. But oh. before that, we had the backstage segment with um, Sanjay and Cole Carter. San, Sanjay's crew and Cole Carter and the best friends walk up and everything, right? Yeah, this is be- right before. Yeah, okay, I remember this. The heel that al- Shivani. <laughs> that already was a really weak segment. Then there's a weird cut. Did you notice the weird cut after – and then after the cut, um, what should we call it? The best friends, uh, Trent starts calling starts calling them scumbags. Yeah. Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen are gone. Who, uh, QT and his crew are gone. It was just like a weird cut. It was like they took two separate YouTube videos and just mashed them together. Listen, I, I can't critique other people's video styles, but it was kind of strange. Did they forget to do a thing? And they're like, let's. Like, I, I, I rewatched it like twice just to make sure, like, I wasn't like having a seizure or something because it was it was a weird cut. It was weird. It didn't yeah. make sense. Nothing about it made sense. Why is Jay Lethal still in this shitty fucking storyline? That's a good question. But at least he beat up Trent. And you should really take away something positive from that. Tiny scraps. It's something. Tiny scrap when this man deserves a porterhouse. It looks like it's heading towards... Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal, so maybe he'll get uh Atlantic Ocean Championship match. Is, is this finally going to be the first singles match for the All-Atlantic Championship? No, he had against uh, the gentleman who had his brain removed. Oh, yeah, that's true. And before that, didn't he have a match with somebody? I don't yeah, know. It, it, He's a sloth in sunglasses. It, I don't pay attention. It's, it's mostly been... Hey, you can't say that. I don't know why, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's been... um, It's mostly been triple threat matches. Well, you got... Relay matches. Hey, now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they don't... They shy away from the term triple threat, I guess, because of WWE for whatever reason. Yeah, I guess they trademark triple threat matches, huh? Maybe. I didn't know you could do that. That's crazy. Hmm. I don't War know. games. War games. All right. Uh, 
then we had the match. Cool, lethal one, as he should have, thankfully. I mean, Tony um, Schiavone's just wondering why more people don't do that. Yeah, that was Straight up. That's a heel turn. Like, whoa. (laughs) Then we had Jeff Jarrett's promo. Oh, my God. What is going on with that? Was that legit where he's like, don't wrap me up or something? Just try to go after that poor camera kid? Like, even before that, where he's like, it's not some made-up monster in red skinny jeans. Like, I guess things didn't go too well with, uh, I guess it is split amicably over there why is he just the wwe reference of the week over here i feel like everything about everything about jeff jarrett since he debuted in aew last week is fucking why why because tony Khan saw that Triple H brought in a cowboy. He brought in an old cowboy. So he decided he's going to bring in his own old cowboy to counteract his cowboy. His old cowboy. Because he technically has a cowboy who's resting. Is there a contract with the network that he's got to have at least one cowboy on that program? This is a whole thing. This will be a whole can of worms. We could be breaking exclusive news right here. You know, this is that that is an interesting little uh, scenario there. La- the last outlaw, Jeff Jarrett. Is that what he's doing here? That's that. I mean, he said he referred to himself as that both times last week and this week. Well, it's time for us to listen here, slap nuts. You know, because that's his thing. Yeah. I don't like it. I think you should just work backstage like they say he's supposed to. I don't know what the hell this is. It's like we already got Sting's old ass running around. What the hell are we doing here? What is so this now, WCW and this Death Rose? Like, no, you guys no. just started. This is 2006 TNA. Jared Sting Christian. And Vince Russo. Or was that another time? I don't know, but... Uh, Vince Russo better not be aligned with this because anytime I hear that is proof that Tony Khan hates me. I I don't think he hates you, bro. I don't think he hates you. I don't think he's a man that has hate in his heart. Why do you but say you... bro? <laughs> that was too close to you mentioning Vince Russo. <laughs> because when one mentions Vince Russo, the bro comes out of you. There's really nothing you can do about it. Maybe J.D. McDonough was talking to Vince Russo earlier in the day. He might have paid him a compliment or something. Nowadays, every time certain, like, Twitter handles say something superstar buried by, buried, uh, whatever. They they didn't like whatever. I'm like, oh, what did, Jim Ru- what did Vince Russo say? Because mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's all, and, and, I, and I fall for it. And I click on it. Like, there he is. Mm-hmm. There he is. There's the guy. Come on, man. <laughs> it's like. This person thinks so and so is so and so. That's Vince Russo. That's Vince Russo. <laughs> I mean, even when he has a positive thing to say, it's like, yeah, it's him. Well, just say it in the thing. Mm-hmm. It's always it's the same guy. <laughs> it's Cornette every now and then too. Yeah, that is true. I just hate clickbait. It's annoying. 
just put the person's name so I don't have to mm-hmm. go in there and look. Uh, and what's with Jared's obsession with body bags? Well, it's because of Darby Allen. It's Darby not Allen. Is it because of Darby Allen? Darby Allen loves body bags. That's his whole thing. Remember, he got put in a body bag full of thumbtacks. Yeah, I know. He I just, just had I just, body bags to fall out of helicopters. I, I just feel like Jared saying I heard he can only pleasure that, a woman if he's inside a body bag and doing prep. Well, it might be, uh, might help, you know, a little auto asphyxiation kind of thing. Look, man, it's not my business. I'm just, I'm just, I you know what I think here. All right, moving on from fucking Jeff Jarrett. Oh, yeah, uh, sorry. Him and Sanjay have taken over promotions all over the globe. Yeah, uh, nice, nice way to throw in globe into that with your global force goal that your wrestling promotion couldn't get over. So you started a fucking pyramid scheme selling gold. I mean, gold is pretty valuable right now. Don't take financial advice from me. I'm a broke ass. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. And Uh, at least he has his TNA music. Bye bye. Global force gold. Who do you think he talked to for that? Or did he make it anyway? So he probably owns it. I, I No, I, I think it was backed by some, like, real other pyramid scheme company. Oh, well, you need a pyramid scheme company to support your pyramid. Everybody knows makes, that. Makes sense. I have your, oh, that's all that. All right. Uh, next, green highlight. Thank you. Green highlight. The, the Mox Regal segment. I know you're not a fan of Mox. I I am a fan of William Regal. Mox told the story of, you know, starting the feud with Regal and NXT. Or, oh, no, it was FCW. And I, I appreciate the story. I appreciate the history lesson. And I like, you know me, I like these old, these sort of like old time stories that they tell, that Mox tells, that Regal tells. Uh, I liked this promo. I was happy with it. Yeah, it was fine. Um, nothing groundbreaking here. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be. Uh, it's just, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you up. You know, you never had a fight like this. You know, usual. Boxley, he wants to see his guts or something. So, okay, mm-hmm. all right, settle down. I'm gonna gargle your piss. <laughs> <laughs> Don't change, Moxley, but we get it. All right, listen, you're a real <laughs> tough guy. Uh, you know, this is where the real work begins. You know, all this mm-hmm. stuff, and you know, the Prudential Center, and you know, blah blah blah. Um, I thought MJF's uh, interview thing that he did on that podcast was whatever, because that was on the show. They put it on the show. A little clip yeah. of it. Um, look, I think it's gonna be fine. I really do think that. Because they did do a little thing with Stokely Hathaway, mm-hmm. and he told MJF that whatever happens at Full Gear, that he'll see him in hell. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, they're in it together. They're in it together because it's another clue. I'm connected in the conspiracy board. It's another clue because it's better 
to rule in hell than to serve in heaven. Mm. This I'm down with that. This is this is I'm telling you, don't don't believe MJF. This was all a setup. The firm, their best friends. This is the plan. They're gonna they're gonna help him win the championship at full gear. I'm telling you. I hate to preface this with I don't remember because I preface a lot of things with I don't remember. But I don't remember. Did MJF mention um, anything about Stokely in that interview or the attack by the firm, other than just you know saying like he was you know they attacked him or whatever? I don't remember that, but I do remember him talking about how every time he does something, it's always overshadowed by some bullshit. I brought yeah. up the point I made about the uh, the gripe bomb. Mm-hmm. You know, it was his return. That's all everybody could talk about. He throws Jericho off a cage. All he could do is talk about Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole Matt Hardy getting hurt. They could only talk about Matt Hardy. You know, and I thought, like, yeah, that's that's a grievance that you have. That is true. So I thought that was cool. All right. How closely were you paying attention to the Brian Cage, Dante Martin vignette? Not at all, but I do know they're going to fight our rampage. Okay. So this would be sort of like the... um, and the murder hawk monster tried to kill Ricky Starks. Yes, he did. This would be similar to what you said earlier about Shotzi saying something ridiculous. Okay. So Brian Cage says, Dante, Oh, he said he was a generational talent. Wait, wait. <laughs> it gets better than that. Oh. He says, Dante, you're a once-in-a-generation athlete, but I'm a once-in-a-lifetime athlete. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know if he thought about that first. Right. Like, which one's better? Is it the uh, same? <laughs> so honestly, I mean, it kind of do- will depend on your definition of generation. Like, if you mean generation, like, like, not your parents' generation and not your kids' generation, but your generation, that doesn't make sense. But if you think, okay, generation is like 20 years, then all right. So you're like... So he's saying Dante's a once-in-a-20-year athlete, but he's a once-in-a-lifetime, then that makes sense. But that's not what once-in-a-generation means. That's not the typical definition of it. That's not the everyday, if you just say it, that's not what it means. Just thrown around a lot over there at AEW. Yeah. Something to think about. What do you think of Sammy Guevara, the DB? Green highlight. Good match. Good psychology. Smart to throw the first fall by throwing a chair at the head of Dander Dander. And, you know, he busted him open on the side of his eye over there. You know he loved that shit. Oh, yeah. I'm just Mox glad is, that he didn't have to like, put him over. Mox is like, yeah, Brian, please. Bring sub back here. For the rest of us. <laughs> I mean. Save some for me. You know, I, I can't drink alcohol anymore, so I need something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Anderson wins with a modified Gargano escape, which I liked. Yeah, I'm just glad he didn't have to put Sammy Guevara over. Yeah. Anytime yeah. that happens, I'm good. 
thing is, Sammy has a has a long, bright future ahead of him. He doesn't need Danielson putting him over now. You don't always have to say that, okay? Do I always say that? Anyway, uh, listen. <laughs> I, I know I always say this anytime I repeat myself. At least I'm consistent. Yeah, you are consistent in that. <laughs> but oh, I, 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 I am tired of... You know, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Daniel doesn't have to keep putting over these old men like mm. Sammy Guevara. He needs to put over the young talent like Chris Jericho. Very important. By the way. Yeah. Was the ma- that masked singer revealed yet? I don't know, but uh, it was easy that it was. I think it was, but I didn't see it. It was obviously him. It was definitely Chris Jericho. Yeah. Is it Howie Mandel on that show? I think so. I don't watch the show. I, I saw I saw like the clip was going around all the uh, all the wrestling pages. That was the connection there. I think he's like I'll do your podcast or whatever. Howie Mandel, Rich's favorite comedian slash game um, show host, Howie Mandel. You see, I like I'm more okay with Howie Mandel than I was Louis Anderson. Rest in peace. Wait, he's dead? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That's more recent, though. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's not as recent as, like, someone else that was on the list, which which I won't mention because it's too recent. Chris yeah. Farley? No, I like Chris Farley. Chris Farley is not recent. What are you talking about? That was a long time ago. That was a very long time ago. It was so long ago. Well, you know what? It's someone with an voice. Died in like January, that's why. Like, yeah, so it's a 10 long months time ago. ago, yeah. Um, all right, yeah, well, so, I, so I'm kind of morbid, <laughs> all right. I'm more okay, uh, yeah. I like, I, I don't hate Howie Mandel that much, but he is on my list generally. Uh, refreshing, I don't think there's going to be any other news, probably. Let's see, it's a little slow because I'm a VPN. Nope, nothing new. Okay, cool. Well, that's great. Um, I guess we could you do what you do, and I'll do what I do. All righty. If you <laughs> would like to talk to the basic bookers, e- email us, give us your thoughts, give us any ideas for the show, whatever you want. Basementbookers at gmail.com. If you want to tweet us, at basementbookers, at basementjare, at rich the riz. Jared's got a check mark. I'll have a check mark probably this weekend because I just haven't had gotten around to like looking at anything yet. Uh, and we're on Facebook, Basement Bookers. Just look that up right there. And as far as where to find this podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And Jared's got a party message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the Booker.